Hey, welcome to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. I am your host, David Uvita. And in this podcast, we'll share practical life hacks designed to shape your best life, love, health, and business. Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs starts right now. Hey, welcome back to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. My name is David Ubita. I am your host. Hey, so what on earth is a life hack anyways? Well, a life hack is a strategy, a tip. I remember my son, Jordan, who's 11 years old, uh, comes out of the car as I'm putting gas in it and says, hey, Dad, I want to show you this life hack. This life hack will, or shortcut or tip will help you get more gas by simply doing this to the handle. And so in this podcast... That's exactly our intention, to give you shortcuts to help you maximize and really grow your business. So on that note, I'm really pleased and and super honored to have our guest on the podcast today. He is the CEO of a Georgia-based communications company. His name is Sean St. Hill, and we're going to go ahead and chop it up and break it down in a few moments. Stay tuned. All right, guys, welcome back to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. This is your host, David Ubita, and we have a very special guest for today's podcast. He is the CEO of Tech in Maine. They are based, they're a communications based uh, company based, excuse me, <laughs> they're a communications company based in Georgia. And uh, we have none other than Sean St. Hill, CEO in the house. Please say hello, Sean. David, so, so glad to be with you, my friend. Um, it's an honor to be on your podcast, an honor to get a chance to talk to your audience. So super excited. Looking forward to the next few minutes together. Awesome, man. Well, listen, let's cut through the chase and, and let's get uh, right down to business here. And uh, I, one of the reasons why I had you on or asked you to be on the show is because of your story. And as I've watched it unfold over the years, I said, man, I've got to have this guy on the show because I know he has some great insight that I am positive our podcast listeners, fellow entrepreneurs could benefit from. So tell us a little bit, a little bit about your story and a little bit about your journey that's led you now to be at the helm of one of Georgia's prominent telecommunications companies. Well, sure. Thank you so much for, again, the opportunity. And David, I, I will say your friendship has meant so much to me over the years. And I'm just so proud of you and all of the things that you are doing. Um, our, our friendship goes back a number of years. Um, I won't mention how many, <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, again, you're, you're a great friend and really do appreciate the opportunity. So my story is not unlike the story of many of your listeners or many of those that, you know, your listeners would be familiar with, um, you know, graduated from college, um, went to work for a very reputable company and spent a number of years at that company and other companies 
doing the corporate track, um, you know, moving from one position to another, moving from one state to another, all the while in the back of my mind, knowing that at some point I wanted to be unshackled. I wanted to be my own boss. Um, I had always felt that there was something missing from my corporate career. I, I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And now that I'm on this side of the business world where I'm running my own company, I finally realized what it is. And it was the freedom to be able to pursue your passion and help your clients and not apologize for always doing the right thing by your clients. Mm. That's fantastic. That's good stuff. It really is about the client, isn't it? It, it, it always is. It, it starts and ends with the client. So we're probably all familiar with that saying, you know, the customer is always right or the customer is king. That could not be more true today. Um, people have more choices than ever before for products, services, content, you name it. There are a million choices out there. And so you have to be willing to do just a little bit more. You have to be willing to go the extra mile for your customers and for your clients. And at Tech in Maine, that is ingrained in our DNA. Yeah, so let's talk about that. That's a great segue. What is the problem that you solve for your clients? Why do they love coming your way when there are other options? So what's setting you apart right now? Sure. Um, plain and simple, David, we help businesses keep more money. Uh, yeah, that's important. <laughs> I'd say. So how, how, do you do, how do you guys do that? Well, David, so here in the technology and telecom space, what we found is that every business that we encounter, they're overspending by at least 20% on their technology and telecom. Now, when you look at the small business landscape as a whole, on any given year, there's about a trillion dollars of revenue that's flowing through all small businesses. So if you think 20% of a trillion dollars, that's $1 out of every $5 in revenue that's just going right out the window, right out the back door. Wow. We help businesses when it comes to telecom and telecommunications. We are in the loss mitigation business. We help you lose less money and make sure that you are efficient and running your business while we take care of getting you the telecom and technology that you need to run your business and serve your customers. Now I would think that would be a huge benefit, you know, as small business owners, entrepreneurs, even larger business owners um, running an organization where the visual I always have is uh, that like when I'm at the circus at Wrigley at uh, Ringling Brothers and there's that guy who's spinning like 30 plates and hopefully none of them, you know, fall, but eventually some do because there's only so much energy resources and time that we have in a day to keep all these plates, you know, spinning simultaneously. And it sounds like in terms of telecommunications, uh, which, which is mission critical. I mean, how can we communicate with our customers and partners, et cetera, without, you know, up-to-date tools, right? Exactly. So, David, I've been in this game for almost 20 years. And the one thing that I realize when it comes to business owners is they are 100% laser-focused 
on delivering the best possible service, whatever their industry, whatever their business, for their customers. One of the things that often gets neglected, unfortunately, is technology. Mm. Whether it's fear or apprehension, we remove the fear and the apprehension by taking on those projects, by taking on that responsibility for the business owner so that they can get the technology that will help them future-proof their business so that they are left with the sole focus of delivering excellent service to their clients. That's phenomenal. Now I, now I understand why, you know, I'm hearing all the buzz uh, about your business. Now, recently you and your company were highlighted or used as a um, study. Is that right? Yes, actually, um, I was honored to have one of the local universities here in Georgia, Kennesaw State, their college of business. Um, one of the professors there um, struck up a relationship with her and she invited me to be a case study for one of her advertising classes. And so the team that she selected was four students. They used my company um, as a part of their capstone project. And so I got a chance to work with the students and they in turn learned about an actual live business in the community. And then they were able to offer some advertising and marketing tips as a part of their project. Um, they presented that recently and uh, glad to say they got an A um, for that project. So <laughs> congratulations. Huh? I'm sure you never thought that your business would eventually be a case study at a university, huh? Not, not in my wildest dreams, but David, <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you. This journey as an entrepreneur has been the most exciting ride of my life. I have grown and seen things that I wouldn't think possible. I've seen maturity and growth in myself and in the people that I've come in contact with. It's just been so amazing and so outstanding. Yeah, there's nothing like it. Um, that is for sure. And I agree with you 100%. Um, so tell us a little bit about an obstacle that you may, uh, that you faced at one time, you know, transitioning from a W2 employee to now running things and serving a client and, and being recognized uh, as one of the, you know, prominent telecommunications companies in the entire state of Georgia, being highlighted as a case study in a university. I mean, come on, man. I know this is great and it's fantastic, but what's, what's been one thing that you have faced as an entrepreneur that you didn't expect? I'll be honest with you. It was the thing, the, the thing that really um, kind of caught me off guard was, you know, how difficult it is to stand out from the crowd. Right. So, I'm sure we've all heard the saying, there's nothing new under the sun. And so that's just as true in business where you've got competition. You've got other people that are doing the same thing that you're doing. So for me, that was one of the things that, you know, I, I really had to honestly deal with, you know, that, that ability to stand out from the crowd and really look at my business and ways that I could be unique. Yeah, that's so true. Um, that's one of the biggest struggles that struggling companies come to us with is say, how do we stand out from the crowd? So let's talk a little about that uh, and really, 
you know, let's talk about how you resolved that issue, uh, you know, in the next couple of moments here, because I know most entrepreneurs are just scratching their heads and they're good people. They just want to make a difference. They just want to provide for their families. And yet it, their companies seem to be stuck. They're just part of the landscape. But how does one, what's one piece of advice you can share with our listeners? One piece of advice to help them stand out. Absolutely. And so it's, it's two parts. The, the first part is take action. Get moving, doing something. Um, the, the second thing would be you, you have to invest in yourself so that you can grow your business. And the way that I found that to be most helpful is investing in a business coach. Mm. Um, you have to take the blinders off and sometimes it tell what your blinds are. It's driving where you're not always seeing things clearly. You're not always seeing things as they really are. And so honestly, um, business coaches and mentors have been the biggest thing for me um, in my entrepreneurial journey. They've helped me grow and realize that I don't know everything. And so you have to be humble and teachable enough to reach out to people and ask for help. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for sharing that because quite honestly, I couldn't agree with you more. There have been some specific mentors in my own life and I've hired one of the top mentors in the world uh, late last year to help me continue to grow my business as well. And I'll tell you what, and the funny story, the funny thing is this, I had a choice to either buy a new car or invest in the mentor in the business coach. And right before I was going to pull the trigger on the car, the business coach became available. I'm like, you know what? Nope. I'm going to invest in me. And, and for the sake of growing this business, increasing my reach and, and really making the difference pursue, you know, really achieving my goals. And so I couldn't agree with you more. And I appreciate you sharing that. The one thing I will say is what I've noticed, the pushback from entrepreneurs that I've received when I've suggested that, and not just because I am a business coach, but because I'm here to serve entrepreneurs, the pushback I get is they want to do it themselves. They want to figure stuff out on their own. They don't want to spend, uh, they would rather spend it on marketing or spend it on inventory their resources, and I get it, I understand it, but if, if all you're doing is focusing on the external and not addressing the internal, like you mentioned, investing in yourself, it's going to be a long day. And in fact, I just dropped a, a message in our private uh, uh, Facebook group discussing, because someone recently asked me, hey, David, with only 34 cents in your, to your name, how did you turn things around? And I said, the number one thing is investing in myself and being obsessed obsessed with growing me and then everything else started to uh, go you know grow as a result so great great feedback man so one last thing here i wanted to ask you and again thank you so much for your time is what's one exercise that our listeners can do to help them take immediate action because you've just suggested two things number one take action and you said hey get some help and sometimes that four little word H-E-L-P scares the bejesus out of people, right? But the truth is, that's the most important thing we can do. What's one exercise that you would recommend? 
So the, the one thing that I would recommend is don't think that you can't afford a mentor or a business coach. What you'll find is that within your network, there are people that you're connected to. All you have to do is reach out and ask. Mm. Find those people that are traveling the path that you want to go down and simply take them to coffee, take them to lunch, ask them how they did it. Most people that are really successful, you'd be surprised. People are scared to approach them, but they're actually very approachable and they're very giving of their time. They want to help you succeed. Mm. No man is an island. Yeah, I agree. The Lone Ranger approach just doesn't work. Man, I thank you so much, man. 15 minutes, which is our, our customary time, has flown by, hasn't it? It sure has. It's been great. John, thanks again so much. How can our listeners who would like to pick your brain or uh, partner with you in what you do and, uh, in, your, in the telecommunications game, how can they get in contact with you? Sure, you can reach me on my cell phone. That's 678-575-8515. Or you can send me an email, and that's Sean, S-H-A-U-N, at techinmain.com. T-E-C-H-A-N-D-M-A-I-N.com. Fantastic. All right, guys, when we return in the next segment, we're going to go ahead and add a little bit more of a visual, walk you through what it looks like to actually approach someone uh, who, it, it, with reference to uh, having them coach you or uh, reaching out to someone. Uh, I'm going to share some strategies that I've used that really work. So stay tuned for that. We'll see you in the next segment. All right, guys, welcome to this final segment. What a great interview with Sean St. Hill, CEO of Tech and Maine. Now, I really, I could really value and appreciate the advice he gave us during the interview, which is to number one, take action, and then number two, uh, invest in a business coach. I have never run into a successful entrepreneur that has not invested in a business coach on some level. If you have the Lone Ranger approach, then good luck, more power to you. Uh, but if you're coachable and are really interested in, in growing your business, then a business coach is one of the most, uh, I mean, you can bank on it, that a, a solid, a good, reputable business coach can help you get there. A um, couple of things you can do. If you've never worked with a business coach, you can go ahead and, and ask perhaps a fellow entrepreneur and uh, ask them who their business coach is and ask them for a warm referral or introduction. And then the other piece is you can always go on Google and, and do a search for a business coach in the specific field that you're in and introduce or reach out to them that way. So on that note, guys, um, I want to set the expectation for you. When you pick up a business coach, I don't want you to think that all of a sudden that's going to be the answer and you're going to be a trillionaire the next day. That's not how it works. Business coaches are designed to take a closer look at where you currently are and help you identify blind spots that are keeping you where you are. So just keep that in mind. 
And if you're not coachable, don't bother with a business coach, okay? So if you are, then please, by all means, I highly recommend one. I have two that I work with specifically. Oprah has four, <laughs> if that means anything to you. But just to kind of give you an idea, anyone who has had some level of success is coachable and has invested in some type of a business coach to help them move their business forward. So if you find yourself stuck in your business and would like to speak to a business coach, uh, feel free to visit our website at davidubeda.com, U-B-E-D-A, and schedule a free call with us now. Hey, you've been listening to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast with your host, David Ubita. Thank you so much for listening. Please give us a thumbs up or leave us a message if you learned something new today. And make sure to share this episode with a friend. Catch you on the next episode.